Hey, Smart Firefighting community. Welcome to a 10-part miniseries from the show floor from the Fire Rescue International Show, hosted by the International Association of Fire Chiefs in Kansas City. You will hear from entrepreneurs, fire chiefs, and thought leaders from across the fire service talking about challenges, change management, and the future of technology. So many good stories in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Here at the FRI show floor, day two, sitting alongside Rob Edson from Intera. Rob, how are you doing today? Good, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. How's FRI treating you so far? Really good. Show's always good. It's good interactions. The pre-conferences have been really good, so... It's uh, been a good show so far. Yeah, the pre-con, the fire analysis data working group. What was that like and what was the experience on that day too? Yeah, F-Dogs, man. It's such a good, it's such a cool environment because the fire data analysis working group, we started it last year as an opportunity primarily focused around NFPA 1022 and the new uh, working groups for being able to have a, a job rec and well, not for being a fire data analyst or a business manager or a GIS analyst or a manager in that environment. It's such a critical aspect of the fire service today and emergency management as a whole. So it's great to see the IFC have that in their strategic plan for technology and, and that kind of stuff. And really for the IFC to be willing to put their foot forward and, and get a group of people together who are thought leaders in the industry made up of industry and professionals and, and first responders to say, how do we want to do this? What do we want to influence? How do we want to drive industry and do those things? So it was a great event. Yeah. You, know, you get that magic in the room and you get a bunch of people who are kind of selfless trying to help others and come together to solve these problems. And that, that really was, a, you felt that on that fire dog event. Yeah, absolutely. The event was great all day long. I mean, just a really good interaction, great opportunities. I thought the uh, Chief Doolin did a great job of, uh, of facilitating the organization, getting people involved and and really making sure that uh, that everybody felt heard and, yeah. and had a good opportunity. So it's Absol- a great event. That's a great way to put it. Jeff Doolin really does a good job of making people feel heard. Yeah. So for those of us that don't know Intera, I mean, I've, I've been seeing the logo quite some time coming to these shows and, and, and have some base knowledge, but in the words of Rob, who, what, when, where, why Intera? Intera is a uh, software as a service platform. We do quite a few different things, but what the software does and who we are as a company, I think align very well with trying to support the fire service and their mission. So the software itself obviously is a a large scale common operating picture for things like the Department of Interior, U.S. Forest Service and the uh, states like the Governor's Office of Emergency Services and Cal OES. We run statewide common operating pictures that manage uh, major events, uh, all hazards environment, wildfires and floods and those different types of things. At a municipal level, the software does things like uh, a special event and structure pre-planning, wildfire pre-planning and data analytics for individual fire departments. But the company was started with a mission and a vision to build resilient communities. And that's what we continue to do today. Our founders, uh, Brian Collins, Kate Dargan, David Blankenship, had a vision for changing the fire service and for really truly building resilient communities. And that's what we've tried to support for uh, well over a decade now. So building resilient communities, let's break that down a little bit. What does that mean in your eyes and kind of how does, what, what does that mean for Intera and how does Intera empower the fire service to build resilient communities? 
Well, resilience, if you define it, Merriam-Webster defines it as the ability of a body to recover and, and come back to a, a, the same shape that it was before. If you think about the fire service, day-to-day -day operations, uh, operational resilience for an agency is, you know, we've got, I've got three fire trucks and those three fire trucks can handle a certain number of calls at any given point in time. If all three fire trucks get dispatched to a major traffic accident, I am no longer resilient as an agency. I have to call in mutual aid resources to backfill in case we have a residential fire, right? So it's stretching those normal operations and anytime we get pulled out of those environments, our resilience as an agency operationally is our ability to uh, return to normal operations as quickly as possible. It doesn't necessarily mean nothing's happening. It means that we're able to manage it under our normal operating conditions. If you take that up a different level to community resilience, community resilience is the ability of a community to stretch and, and move and, and do those types of things when they're dealing with different types of incidents. And community resilience is driven by a lot of different things, but its ability to, to understand and manage its risks, to baseline those risks and that threat profile for that given community, because they're, they're very different all across the country. And for that community to be able to understand their baseline risks, understand their risk tolerance, and plan for mitigating those risks allows them to, on the emergency management life cycle, if you really think about it, uh, bang is, is an event in the middle, right? And to the right of bang is where most people in the fire service and emergency management tend to live. We're in the response world, we're in the recovery world. But to the left of bang is the preparation and mitigation to either minimize the impact to a community of bang, whatever that happens to be, if it's a fire or flood or natural disaster, or, you know, civil unrest, whatever it happens to be. The further we can move left to bang, the closer we can get to actually preventing the incidents from occurring to begin with. Chief Dan Muncy, never forget his, his quote, if we're responding to the fire, we've already failed in our job to some extent. So the concept of community resilience is the ability to build those muscles, to build those, uh, those capabilities and understanding risk tolerance and really understanding what risks our community faces so that we can better manage and be resilient as, uh, as operationally agencies and as communities. And within the context of understanding risk tolerance and even understanding risk profile, what if you just have no idea? You kind of don't know what you don't know. How, it kind of explained to me almost how, uh, I'm, I'm a first responder using the Intera tool. How, how does that help me understand what I don't know and help me kind of create these baselines of risk? Well, I'll give you a good example. A major metropolitan area in the city of St. Louis has a, uh, a large vacant building issue like many metro areas do around the country. In January of 2021, I lost a firefighter out there that was in a vacant building and uh, dealing with structure fire and the roof collapsed on it. So we came in and developed a, a tool built on top of our pre-incident planning tools that allows crews to track vacant buildings in their area so they can manage and understand. And crews now in St. Louis have a complete view state of all vac vacant buildings in the area. So they have SA understanding that that was a vacant building last time we were there, viewed it. It changes their potential for thought process, tactics, primary search complete. What are we actually gonna do when we get there? So it's a direct impact to firefighter safety. So the ability for you to, to capture that kind of data in the field understands that community has a baseline risk for that type of thing. What's the community's risk tolerance for that? How, do you go to, how are you gonna mitigate it? Or are you going to mitigate it? Just like you would in, in areas like uh, California, where you've got uh, vegetation and landscape treatments and things that you need to be able to do for wildland urban interface issues and the types of landscape treatments necessary to, to mitigate the, uh, the wildland concern. 
So it's an ability of a community to understand and communicate and have good data that allows them to operate and, and operate within a common operating picture. You know, we provide a common operating picture at Intera. It's one of our core functions. We make systems and data sets integrate and talk to each other that traditionally don't. So a common operating picture, though, has traditionally been looked at in the industry as a very operational thing, right? I have a common operating picture. I can see intelligence. I know where my rigs are and that kind of thing. And that is certainly one piece of a true common operating picture. But the reality is a common operating picture also includes all things that impact community and operational resilience. As a wildland commander, it changes my tactics to know that a mitigation project was done in this particular area for defensible space of a home within a certain period of time when I'm dealing with a wildfire in the area. It changes my ability and necessity to uh, the way I do structure protection and things like that. So having a common operating picture includes the ability for a community to understand. Uh, if you think about a spear going through a piece of paper, a given house and what that given homeowner does at a rooftop level for defensible space for a wildfire impacts what that HOA that that house is in. Okay, that's another layer of the map that you, if you think about a, a stack of paper and a spear going through it, you got the house, then you've got the HOA, then you've got the city that that HOA is in, then you've got the county that that HOA, uh, or that city is in, then you've got the state that that is all the way up to the FEMA regions. So all you can do is take a, a, a point on a map and all those different data layers are things that you need to consider when you're talking about a true common operating picture. What are we going to do as a region, as a community, as an organization? What are our risk tolerance levels? That's what a common operating picture is. It's taking all the data sets necessary to make the decision at hand appropriate. Sometimes that's very tactical in nature. Sometimes it's not. We talked about this earlier in terms of when you walk around these shows, there are a lot of these terms that are kind of thrown around maybe a bit loosely, but you did a great job painting a picture on the common operating picture. But I, to, I almost want to go a little bit deeper into that in terms of what are, for a first responder that's kind of thinking about, man, I, I don't have a, a common operating picture. I don't have a full kind of dashboard sense of what's going on. What's, what, what truly are my risk and what am I doing about it? Speak to me about kind of the, how to go about gathering data in and sort of how you go about, you know, and, and using tools like Intera, how to, how to go about creating some sort of data out that is actually actionable, but not in, in, as opposed to just creating more white noise that's just distraction. Well, if you think about the life of a first responder, especially in the fire service, when the bell goes off in the station, I've got three to five minutes from the time the bell that goes off to the time I have to go dismount and do my job. I do not have the time or the interest in digging through 19 stacks of paper, four different software programs and whatnot en route to a call. I don't have the time, first of all, to do it. So a common operating picture allows them to have access to what they need, when they need, how they need it, to make the decisions necessary for the situation that they're facing. That's very tactical for a company officer to be able to have access to that en route to a call and to see it. It's there, pre-planned data is there, you know, CAD information is there, the different things that they're gonna need, what's gonna hurt or kill my crew in the first 15 minutes of that residential structure fire, the data things that we need to do. But that exacerbates itself when you start looking at larger scale incidents. Let's take special events, for instance. If you look at a, uh, something like an NFL draft or an F1 race or you know, even, a, even a farmer's market on the weekend in a small community, those things impact and, and without 
a common operating picture to understand, well, the farmer's market's on the weekend, closes Main Street. That's our main route through town for response. You just added two minutes to my response time at any given point in time. So from a prepositioning standpoint, instead of being in station, maybe we put a rig on both sides of Main Street. Something as simple as that allows you to change and understand how the community can expand and contract with those different capability sets. You take it up a notch to a large scale special event like a New Year's Eve party in, in you know on the strip in Las Vegas or you know a, a large uh, you know EDC festival, music festival or something like that that happens around the country all the time. Being able to plan for those events and understand, have a common operating picture, where are my law enforcement agencies, where are my field EMS patrols, where are my uh, prepositioned you know, fire resources and emergency management resources. And those are just the planning that needs to happen to ensure resilience for that community if the event goes well. If the event doesn't go well, you need to be able to flip that plan on its head if that incident turns into something like a mass casualty event, right? And be able to plan for that and manage with it. And your ability to, to return to normal operations as a community or as an agency is the definition of how, you, how resilient you are. Yeah, and kind of uh, just somewhat circle up here in terms of wanting to what next. What are you excited about? You know, it's August 2023 and, and, and Terra's kind of constantly coming out with, with new features and new nuances and, you know, we're at the trade show here, but what in the next six, 12, 24 months, what's something that, that you're really excited about, whether it's industry as a whole or in particular about what, what Terra is gonna continue to do within the fire service? Uh, something we're really excited about at Intera is uh, our new community risk manager application. It's going to tie into agencies and track and manage all of their hazard mitigation funds, grant funds uh, for things like landscape treatments and things like that. So anytime as a, when an agency fills out a CWPP and goes and applies for grant money to do landscape treatments and mitigation in their community, our application will allow them to track those funds, all of those projects in a simple GIS format that allows them to manage that project soup to nuts and create a simple report to go back to the stakeholders to say, hey, you gave us X amount of money to run these different projects. This is what we did. Here are your results. And the most important part of it, I think, is that all of that will plug right back into our operations applications so that, again, a incident commander on scene will be able to have access to that mitigation data on the fly, which they don't right now. So super excited about that as a, uh, as a new product coming out for Intera. As an industry, I'm really excited that the fire service is, is really waking up to the power that technology can provide. I'm super excited that we're starting to have events on a regular basis, like the F-Dogs pre-conference, like TSI coming up in December. You know, the first TSI we had last year was such a great event, such a great opportunity for people worldwide in the fire service to be able to come in hear from subject matter experts, see the latest technology and where the fire service worldwide is going, and really start to take the blinders off of the American fire service and the different things we're capable of doing. So I'm really excited for TSI this year. I think it's gonna be even better than it was last year. It's in December, I think, in, uh, in Irving, December five through eight, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited to see that certain cultural things in the fire service haven't changed. The things that really matter have always been our people. And, uh, and it was, I think, uh, just made uh, make very poignant by the uh, uh, selection of Brian Fennessy as Fire Chief of the Year this year. Yeah, um, Chief Fennessy is just a he, he's a fantastic Fire Chief. He's a great friend, and he always puts his people first. He uh, is always there to help. If his phone rings and he's able to do something about it, he can and will. 
and uh, that's just the uh, the epitome of the fire service in general. So super excited that that piece of our culture is very much still alive. Yeah, I totally agree. And so the final thing for you is any sort of mic drop that could be a challenge, a question, a quote, or something that you could uh, round us off with here here today. Well, that's a tough one. Community resilience matters. If you really want to make a difference, you need to believe in outcomes, not outputs. If you believe in outcomes, not outputs, you'll spend less time trying to push a piece of paper and more time trying to make decisions that allow real change to happen. Whatever that is you're trying to do. Well said, Rob. Well, I really enjoyed talking with you today and I look forward to seeing you if uh, at latest uh, TSI, but maybe even sooner, but really appreciate and admire everything you're doing for the fire service and just want to say, keep going. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to the Smart Firefighting Podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard and got any value, please drop us a rating, leave us a comment, or reach out to us on social media. Have a great day, and together we can advance the future of smart firefighting.